Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of this unbelievable life. Today I have with me Katrinka Reinder. She is the capital manager for the capital campaign manager for the Evansville Rescue Mission, Susan H. Snyder Center for Women for Children. So I can't wait to hear more because I did not even know they had a center for women and children. Katrinka is working to help raise awareness to the homeless epidemic affecting women and children in our area while raising funds for the new center. She's also going to tell us a little bit more in general about the Evansville Rescue Mission. So I cannot wait to hear more. Katrinka, take it away. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. And thank you. Um, there's just, you know, so much I can say about the mission as a whole. But let's start with the women's shelter. So I have the privilege right now. I am working to raise the funds. There is a massive epidemic in Evansville that do with homelessness. It, there's been a real-time count, and we average about 500 per day. 200 plus are women and children and the remainder are men. There's nowhere for the women. There's only 70 beds per night in Evansville. But when you're looking at over 200 women, where are they gonna be? Well, you can kind of fill in that blank yourself. They're finding rooms on Fairs Avenue. They are in their cars. They are in trap houses. They're couch surfing. There's so many places. And is that really a great for children? It's not. I've gone out with some of the different organizations in town and seen where the women are at, seeing the environment these children are in and being a mom and a grandma, it is heartbreaking. So that is where we have bought a building at 1400 Professional Boulevard and we are opening the Susan H. Snyder Center for Women and Children. We are so excited. We are gonna be able to house 125 women and children. There's gonna be a training kitchen because of my time with Junior League you know, I know we talk so much about the food insecurity. Well, this is where that's going to come to play at. We're going to be able to teach women how, hey, look, you know, $10. This is what you can do with this to make meals. We're going to have a garden so that we can raise fresh produce on grounds and the women can learn how to cook a tomato, a squash, you know, different things like that. Because a lot of you don't have that background. There will be the daycare center. Our goal is that the moms that come into play will be able to get jobs. We'll be able to go back to school and do the things they need to do for that hand up. We're not here to give you a handout. We're here to help you step up. And that's what we've done for 106 years at the men's shelter. A lot of people don't realize everything we do do. The men's shelter has been there for 106 years and we've been helping men. We are program-based. And what that means is that you get your emergency shelter, your 15 to 20 days. And then at that point, you decide, are you ready to join programming? Programming means you're going to address the trauma in your life. Let's be honest. Most of us have had some sort of trauma that has caused us to maybe fall backwards in life, have an issue. This is where we come into play. We can help them address the trauma, give them somewhere to live, to eat, a bed, and take care of those issues they've got to help get them back on their feet. After we call it graduation, when they finally come through their graduation, our goal is that they can then have a savings account. They've bought a car. They have made a job skill. We do aftercare so that we know how's your budget going? Hey, are you still working with your AA group, your church group to help them do those things they need? And we really, we've got a really great succession. I mean, people are not returning. It's only like a 30 to 40% that comes back, but that's where our after comes into play. So also people don't realize I didn't, the YCC, Juvenile Detention Center here in Evansville. 
and physical rescue mission. We handle that. So we have the men's shelter. We have Camp Reveal out on Boonville and Harmony Road, a great camp for children, wonderful property. Then you go to the view center and then you have our thrift store. Have you been out yet? Well, we were, well, the Four Corners is, is we came out for that and I'm a big thrifting shopper. So the store is absolutely phenomenal. I was going to ask about that. So we have the Mission Grounds, which is our coffee shop, which is a great little meeting place. If you're looking for somewhere to do a one-on-one with someone, to have a meeting, it's just a great little spot, great coffee, the treats there, the muffins, the cookies, the gentlemen at the Mission bake those. That's their job. And they take a lot of pride in that. They take pride in new flavors and different textures. And that's, that's pretty cool. So those are job skills. Then you add the thrift store. Well, they've got sorting, warehouse, uh, customer service, price points. Those are, again, job skills. But the thrift store is beautiful. It's, it's so nice in there. And then you add the four corners, which is where we are taking furniture now. And that there's been some really great stuff comes into play there. So if you are downsizing, you are selling your home, you just want to get new, whatever, and you don't want to deal with marketplace or whatever, you call us and we'll come get it. If you're cleaning out closets or cleaning out grandma's house, you can call us. A truck will come get the stuff you want to donate, which for us is pretty cool, which shows that we are looking at ways to maintain what we do. Uh, not everything has to be through donations. And what I mean by that is that in 106 years, the Evansville Rescue Mission has never taken one government dollar. Everything we do is based on donations and foundations, which is pretty awesome. That's pretty amazing. So that's where I come into play. And that's where I'm helping raise money for the center. Women's, the, the homelessness right now for women and children is, it is heartbreaking. I've seen some of the places these women are staying you can go on Burkhart, go look at Walmart parking lot and you'll notice the cars and you'll know what ones are homeless individuals. You go to some of the trap houses in Evansville and you can see them. And, you know, there are women there that are being trapped, that are being, um, they're being used for both drugs and alcohol, I mean, for sex and drugs. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. I'm going to stop you right there really quick. Can you define what a trap house is? Because I yeah. never heard that term until yeah. about a year or two ago. And not all of our listeners may know what that is. Absolutely. So a trap house is a traffic house. You hear about it all the time on the news. You hear about it on TV and in the movies. They're honestly homes where women are being kept and they're being trafficked to sell drugs, to for sexuals. And that's where they're staying. But in these women's heads, it's like, but I've got a roof over my head. My kids have got a meal. doesn't matter if they've watched mom have to go through something or they've watched somebody maybe beat mom up. She still feels like she's providing them a home. And it's, it's pretty sad. One of the gentlemen was telling a story the other day where he went to serve a warrant, knocked on this house. The TV was blaring. Finally got two, there was two kids. He could see them in front of the TV. And he's like, they were grade school, younger. Finally got their attention. They came to the door. He flashed his badge. They opened the door. He said the TV was so loud. He could barely talk to these kids. And he said, where's mom? Because he was looking for a gentleman. Where's mom? And the kids pointed to a door. He goes, I'm talking six, maybe eight feet away from these kids. 
As I went, opened the door, and there's mom making money. As a mother, I understand. I would do anything for my children, anything for my grandchildren. But should we have to? Do we live in a society where that has to go on? There are roughly 70 beds in Evansville, long-term considered beds. You've got some great, great organizations, but that doesn't leave a lot of rescue beds, a lot of emergency beds, a lot of they fled and now they need somewhere to go. That's where we're gonna come into play. We can take those 125 women and children, give them a long-term shelter, give them somewhere they can address their traumas, maybe get an education, maybe, get themselves back up and then let's break that cycle. Let's let them see mom, maybe get her high school degree, diploma, maybe work with Ivy Tech and get her LPN or a CNA. And then mom can get a job and then mom can get their own place. That's breaking that cycle, which is what we're here to do. We want to help break that. We want to help the moms gain that confidence back. And it's something new for us. We've always dealt with men. So the women and children, that's going to be new and a new environment. But the building is beautiful. We're going to have a slide in the welcome center for the kids, a fish tank that connects the director's office to the welcome room so the kids can see the fish tank. Like I said, we'll have the, the daycare center. It's actually an early learning center. We're going to have a training kitchen where we can come in and teach them how to fix a good meal. We've talked about the, the dining hall itself, no TVs. So we want the parents to talk to their kids as well as just all the other opportunities we're gonna have there to help them to do what they need to do to get back on their feet. So it's really exciting. But did you learn anything about the mission? Was there any questions about the mission that you didn't know? Well, I, I was, not that I was surprised to hear that you guys are addressing women and children, but I'm excited to hear it. I have worked with United Caring Shelters for over 18 years, and it oh, always wow. felt like there was a, um, a focus on the men and the men's homelessness. And I had no idea the statistics for the women. And I'm excited that you are not only addressing a critical need, but you are putting it in terms of a long-term plan. It's not just a it's not just a bandit on bullet hole. It is it is addressing a long-term breaking that cycle, like you said. Um, but the other the other thing I want to just share that I'm excited that you guys address the trauma the address the trauma. Um, mental health issues yeah. are so critical. And, and if you can't break the people of that and, and help them in that regard, yeah. that cycle will not be broken. So I love the fact that you guys are, are looking at the mental health yeah. side. Of and you think about it, so many times addictions are caused from a trauma. So if we had been able to address that mental health issue in the beginning, maybe that, that addiction would not have got to where it was at and cause them to end up where they're at, whether it is homeless, whether it is bouncing from couch to couch. There's just a lot that goes into it, but you're right. It's, it's the mental health issue. We work every day with um, Southwest behavior so that the gentlemen are getting the counseling they need. The women are gonna have the same opportunity. So they get the counseling, they get everything they need to heal themselves while we're helping heal their, ch their children. I love the fact that part of the parking lot there, we're taking up and making green space. And to me, it was so important to have that. I want the kids to be able to go outside and play 
and their feet be in the grass. And I know that's such a minor thing, but it's not. How many of them have been in places that they couldn't go make a mud pie? Okay, I grew up country, let's just admit it. But go outside and look at the garden and see what they what's growing and why it's growing. To do a somersault in the grass or take your baby doll out and go to a tea party. Those to me are critical things that every child should experience. And I look forward to that. I'll be curious, you know, 20, 30 years from now, if our homeless men's and women's population is lower because of the pre-work that you're doing right now, you are setting the stage for success in the next quarter of a century. These kids could potentially end up homeless if you don't stop the cycle now, and and I look forward to seeing what the statistics are in a quarter of a century. It's really kind of cool when our guys um, graduate from programming, they have a graduation and it's, I've attended and it's pretty moving. And you can see how proud they are of themselves that they were able to go through the steps. And now they've got, some of them still live on grounds with us and some, some of the apartments we have, some of them get their own place. But so many of them go to school and want to go into social work, want to do something that they can help get back. They, because they know what it took to get to know where they're at, they want to help. And where I'm hoping that it continues with the women to give that. And the community, the community has been so supportive. Everybody I've talked to is like, oh my gosh, I just heard, hey, or I'll be somewhere. Tell me about this. What can I do? How can I do that? And it's just, it's pretty awesome to hear how supportive everyone is. And then to be able to tell our story as a whole of the mission, everything that goes on here, because it's a pretty amazing location. It's pretty amazing to see what people do. From my perspective, I know that as a real estate agent, as a realtor, I have been referring Four Corners. Anybody and everybody that I can talk to and tell about this program, I think it is important for our, our listeners and our viewers to spread the word on that. Because, you know, otherwise there are a handful of other places that it would have taken it. I would much rather that these funds, this, this donation stay local and be for such a great cause. So the first off for our listeners, that is one way that you can help Two, just spread the word in general. Advocacy is so important. Raising awareness about homelessness and the services that are available in our community. Uh, advocacy is so important. But Katrinka, what else can we do? Um, you know, in a Absolutely. monetary donations, everybody... Monetary donations are huge. So I think throwing in there really quick, not only if you feel like you want to donate, but if you have somebody that you can connect with them, sometimes it's about those connections, not necessarily you pulling out a check out of your pocketbook. But beyond that, how else can we help? Well, you made a point real quick about the furniture. I don't want people to think the wrong thing. I have bought multiple items. There has been some beautiful pieces that are coming in beautiful high-end pieces that you get for, I bought two chase lounge for my patio, wrought iron, beautiful, like next to nothing. My husband's like, what did you spend? I'm like, let me tell you. (laughs) And he's like, oh, okay, well, you're not in trouble now. So you don't ever second guess what's there and go and look and it's just, and have a cup of coffee or if you're not a coffee, get a tea because it's worth it. But to help us now, really for me, it's those, like you said, those connections. It is, I'm still in the major, the leadership phase of the capital campaign. We obviously do have a lot of money to raise for the center. So I'm looking for those that want to connect, those that want to learn more from the monetary side, or maybe they have an organization they might want me to come speak at to help talk to the organization, 
to give the education, those are phenomenal for me. We could always use volunteers and I would say, reach out, call here, ask for Taylor Humphrey. She is our volunteer coordinator and she would be more than happy to put you in locations to help volunteer. If you are cleaning out a closet, cleaning out a house, please donate, bring us, call us. We can come bring the truck and get the furniture, get what you need. But those are great because at the end, that's helping us be so substantial. You know, we want to get to the point that we are doing things that raises the money for us. We don't have to just rely on donations of foundations. And that's huge. But honestly, that, and you can always reach out to me. You can call here, ask for me. I'll be happy to talk you through stuff, give you a tour, tell you what we've got going on, and just build that awareness of what the Evansville Rescue Mission, the Susan H. Snyder Center for Women and Children is doing. That's huge. Well, and one last thing that a lot of people don't think about, but you know, look at the look at the longevity of this organization, and it is probably going to be there for another century or longer. Yes. When you are thinking about your estate planning, that is a donation that you can work into your your final affairs. So if you believe in this mission and you you have a love for this. I just, you know, welcome everybody to, I want to put that seed in their mind that Love as that. you are write, writing your will, um, it is something that you can plan ahead that it just automatically comes off the top. You know, we can't take it with us when we die. So, you know, consider a donation via your estate planning to the organization um, just because look at the longevity, how long they have been there and how long they are still going to continue. And it's with those donations that they are going to continue to thrive and serve our community best. So any, any last thing you want to add? Yeah, just like you said, 106 years old. I mean, how many things at Evansville are still standing that are 100 other than some buildings? But you know what I mean? That's That says a lot about this organization, about our leadership. And our leadership is phenomenal. So really the last thing is just, if you have questions, you want to learn more, please just call the mission and ask for me. You can find me on, find me on LinkedIn, whatever you want to do. And just, we can never stop asking for your prayers and your support. That's what we need. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Katrina, thank you so much for being on the show today. And I just want to thank all of our listeners for being a part of this special podcast. And I just want to wish everybody a blessed and wonderful day.